Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. everybody welcome back to the utah outcast see uh this is episode number 213 and i'm your host x and joining me not in post-production though but in the entire episode we have kyle steamlick with us felicia had the week off she had some people in town for the week uh anyway we've got a big ass show to get to you and so before we do that i just wanted to thank everybody for checking us out thank you for joining us it's going to be a really fun episode we've got so much to cover Oh my gosh, and I'm not going to give you a rundown of it, so you'll just have to stick around and see what's coming. Uh, The very first one that we have coming up here in a second is about Trump and evangelicals. Uh, I just want to give a few words before I jump into it. Thank you to all the patrons who support the show. It's been a fucking blockbuster year for us so far, and it's, it's only getting better. Thanks to all the new people that are following us on YouTube and might be checking out the podcast here. If you're new to the show... What we do on this show is uh, essentially just politics, religion, and everything else in between with a secularist worldview, humanist worldview, whatever you want to talk about. It's it's Kyle, Felicia, and X taking on the world and just, you know, having a conversation. This is what we do on Saturday nights for fun instead of, you know, being a- adults that have parties. I, is that how it works? I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to pass you guys off to the first clip. But first, a word from one of our friends, and if you're a patron, it's just going to be something funny. Talk to you in a bit, and this is the Utah Outcast. See you in one second. Maybe more of like a minute. I don't know. Haven't figured it out yet. Post-production's fun. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Well, you saw that. You know, I love the Bible, and I'm a Protestant, I'm Presbyterian, and they were hitting me with different questions one after another. And, you know, look, I don't know if it's uh, got you, but probably is. And then they said, what's your favorite verse? And, you know, that's a very thing. I don't like giving that out to two people that you hardly know. And, frankly, uh, I don't know if they are fair questions or not fair questions, but, you know, there are certain things that you and myself and a lot of other people like to keep personal. But I love the Bible. It's, uh, I was, it actually started where somebody held up the book, The Art of the Deal. I said, that's my second favorite book. But my first favorite book by far is the Bible. It's been quite a long time since we've talked about 
like Trump with just about anything with any kind of regularity on the show. I mean, we bring him we up try occasionally. Not to. We try not to because there's nothing we're saying that other people aren't saying better. <laughs> However, mm -hmm. we do need to talk to the fact that he got a lot of conservative evangelical clergy people in the White House and had a discussion with them earlier this week talking about some talking about how if Democrats win in November, they're going to remove everything that he's done for them. So this comes from the New York Times. It says, once reporters and television cameras were ushered out of the room, Mr. Trump turned to the more pragmatic concerns of how evangelical leaders can use their pulpits to help Republicans win in the midterm elections. Yeah, no, you're, they're not supposed to do that. How's, no. uh, how's that Johnson Amendment working for us, you know? <laughs> According to an audio tape of his remarks provided to the New York Times by someone who attended this event. And so he, he didn't want anybody in the room to hear him say this. So how have we not removed tax uh, incentives from all these churches? How, how have we not done that yet? I mean, why, why do we still allow tax-free churches? I mean... I don't know. Because they're, all, they're obviously already trying to get people to vote from the pulpit. They're doing that already. Mm -hmm. So let's just fucking tax them because that's what that's the only reason they got their tax free status is because they promised not to do that shit. Let's just go ahead and remove that and then they can say to their parishioners who who they should vote for. And if they're stupid enough to vote for somebody just because that's what my pastor said, then fucking by all, by all means, let's go for it and let's just get there already. Yeah. So Trump said this. He said, I just ask you to go out and make sure all of your people vote. OK, not not too problematic. That's fine. No, that's, because if that's they don't, okay. if they don't, it's November 6th. And if they don't vote, we're going to have a miserable two years. Yeah, you're going to be fucking, yeah. you're going to be lame duck. And we're not going to impeach you. We're, we're not going to do that. We're going to vote your ass out. And then we're going to throw your ass in prison. That's going to be great. <laughs> uh, and it says, we're frank, we're going to have, frankly, a very hard period of time because then it just gets to be one election. You're one election away from losing everything you've got. So what does that mean, apparently? Trump, uh, it means that Democrats will bring back the Johnson Amendment, the 1954 law imposing the unbelievable tyranny of keeping ministers and tax-subsidized nonprofit church pulpits from overtly campaigning for politicians like you-know-who. Yeah. So, Mr. Trump spent most of his private remarks to the group bragging about having he gotten, how he had gotten rid of the Johnson Amendment. He hasn't. It's still on the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He made like a Still signing there. statement or something. It was I remember him signing it and everybody was everybody on the atheist world was like, Oh my god, they removed the Johnson Amendment. Like, no, no, he no, hasn't done no, that yet. No, they didn't. Calm down. Calm the fuck down. Mm -hmm. Let's not be overreactive about shit. I mean, I understand that we need to worry about this stuff and we need to work on it when something like that happens. However, he didn't actually repeal the whole Johnson Amendment. So anyway. Right. He can't do that. So Trump has said here that uh, maybe it's why you're very plateaued. I hate to say it, but if you were a stock, you'd be like, you're very plateaued. You'd be like, you're very, fuck this man. <sighs> I really believe you're plateaued because you can't speak. They really have silenced you, but now no. you're not silenced anymore. No, we fucking haven't, man. <laughs> they, they have, I, I, how could you give them any more of a platform? I know, right? You, they're in the they White have, House. They, well, <laughs> they have literal platforms in buildings mm. that everybody goes to. And well, not, not, not every, everybody in their 
their world. congregation <laughs> in their yeah. world. Yeah. And so they get to dress literal platforms. A provision that was supposed to repeal it was removed from the final version of the 2017 GOP tax bill. And the proponents of a repeal also failed to get it into an omnibus appropriations bill earlier this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. He's tried to claim that a very vague May 2017 executive order on religious liberty thwarted the zealous anti-clerical fanatics at the IRS, but even supporters of the repeal acknowledged at the time that it did no such thing and simply ratified the status quo. Right. It said all it did was basically tell the Justice Department not to go after him. Yeah. And stilted legalese, it says here, Trump's order says that the IRS should not take action against churches that speak out on moral or political issues, (laughs) quote, where speech of similar character has consistent with law, not ordinarily been treated as campaign speech. So in other words, the time tested standard applies. Churches can speak out on political issues. As long as they don't oppose, I'm sorry, endorse or oppose a specific candidate. Right. Yeah, has to do with not picking a certain candidate. They could say we're anti-abortion here, mm. but they can't say don't vote for Clinton because she's for abortion. They can't do mm-hmm. that. So, in effect, we have the, the President of the United States, in effect, encouraging clergy to break the law. Yes, <laughs> he is. So, he urged But, of course, he doesn't leaders- understand the law and he doesn't respect the law, so... It doesn't How's apply that to him. It still doesn't apply to him, and it's even worse now that he's president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he urged religious leaders to use what he described as their newfound freedom of speech to campaign from the pulpit on behalf of Republican candidates. And he says in quotes here, you have people that preach to almost 200 million people, 150 to close, uh, depending on which Sunday we're talking about. What the fuck? What the hell is he talking about? And beyond Sunday, 100 to 150 million people, he said. The people, okay, there's a huge chunk of people in this in this United States that mm-hmm. claim to be Christian, but they don't listen to any kind of evangelical leader. They don't listen to any church leader. They don't go to church. Right. And they're we the, have they're they're cafeteria Christians. Is all yeah. they are. They and, and they're the they're the Easter and Christmas Christians. That's mm-hmm. all they are. Right. And so that's there, not there that's are... not half the population of America. That's not no, not even close. Evangelicals are probably at the most like twenty five percent, right? And there's just a really loud twenty five percent. There, there are really loud twenty five percent. Each one of them picks their their own favorite person to listen to. Yeah, because there are you, there are millions of. Them. So it says here, Trump says that uh, they will end everything immediately. He said, referring to Democrats, and he added again without being clear who he was talking about. They will overturn everything that we've done, and they'll do it quickly and violently. Yes. And violently. There's violence. When you look at Antifa, and you look at some of these groups, these are violent people. Uh, get that, Don't get me wrong. Uh, Antifa, you know, sometimes their tactics are less savory than I would they're like extreme. them to be. They're certainly extreme, but they're, However, not, they're not inherently they're, violent. They're an organization meant to fight fascism right and religious leaders telling people how they should vote based on the fact that their merit is that they're the strong man of that group of people mm-hmm. is slightly fascism i mean just just just, just, a slightly, scotch. You know, just, just a scotch. you know nobody tells me what the fuck to do I, I vote for whoever i want but at the same time i don't under you can at the same time 
be against some of the stuff that Antifa does, but at the mm-hmm. same time support anti-fascism, which is yeah. what people don't fucking understand. These guys are do- doing a lot more. We're not talking about the black bloc people. We're not talking about the fucking anarchists that are coming in and ruin shit. That's not who we're talking about. Ant- Antifa just usually keeps track of people that are unsavory on that side of the political spectrum because you know that you never know they could be the next fucking Tim McVeigh. <sighs> fucking Trump calling the Democrats <laughs> violent. I'm sorry. Which group killed Heather Heyer in uh, in Charlottesville? Wh- which group did that? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, the yeah. right. The, yeah. <laughs> which uh, you know. I, which group of people separated? Kind of, the scales are are a little lopsided here on this one. <laughs> Which group forcefully separated families at the border and then mm-hmm. now is not giving them back? Yeah. I mean, uh, let's look at the guy who the FBI just arrested, who sent uh, credible threats to the Boston Globe. Yeah. Saying, I'm going to kill every person. single one of you. The press is the enemy of the people. Let's see. Most mass shooters happen to be hard right people. You know? Mm-hmm. They- yeah, it's it's not the left. I'm telling you right now, it's not the fucking left. Yeah, we're we're not going to if you're talking about violently remove everything that had to do with Donald Trump, you bet your ass we're going to fucking do that. You know, when it right. comes to but, but violently, I mean, uh, yeah, violently sure. as there in, might be some there might be some collateral paper damage. We <laughs> might you never know if you sign a paper hard enough that you yeah. just rip right through it. I'm sure Vi- that'll happen violently can refer to other things besides physical violence, you know? Sure. When we come after your policies with with quote-unquote violence, we're not saying we're going to come to your house and punch you in the face. We're saying that we're going to push every fucking congressperson that we have out there to repeal anything that you touched, you know? And we're going to have <laughs> it on like 99 to 1 because there's always going to be fucking one person, and that's usually uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul, yes, the, the <laughs> Putin's hip pocket, you know, fucking asshole. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, let's see. And so it says here at the end of this article, Antifa, Nancy Pelosi, Connor Lamb, he- uh, Heidi Heitkamp, whatever, all of Trump's and his party's enemies are placed on the same axis of evil, eager to bring back a Johnson Amendment that never went away. And mm-hmm. perhaps sack and pillage churches that many of them visit a lot more often than does the president. But to conservative evangelicals who have come to think of Trump as a path to the future that closely resembles the 1950s, he can speak no lies and does no wrong. Right. Well, he wants to go, I mean, to be honest, he wants to go back a little bit further than the 1950s. Mm, 1938. He wants Probably, to take yeah. Poland. <laughs> we don't care where you catch the show whether it be iTunes, Overcast iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker or hell even YouTube if you enjoy the show even the slightest amount all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe like or share us with your friends without word of mouth we'd have never become the show that we are today I'm Carl Sagan just how old is our planet scientists believe it's four hundreds and hundreds of years old scientists have determined that the universe was created by a god big bang if you look at the bones of a jesus nosaurus rex it's clear by the use of carbon dating that mountain dew is the best soda ever made all right folks answers news (laughs) that that pretty much says it all i mean we could stop right here and be like yeah just shake your head in denial that people are actually thinking about this kind of thing and don't understand 
scientific papers aren't necessarily already being codified into law. There's a reason they put them into journals first. They <clears throat> they like people to look at the research that happened here. And so what we're talking about is there's a paper from Fizzorg where they talk about the time scale of the evolution of life on the Earth. And using stuff that we find in the strata is and fragments that we have of, you know, evolution of earlier life forms. We don't have a lot that goes back quite as far as we'd like it to. So researchers are also looking at DNA and they are um, reversing the genome, trying to find out like when life on Earth, you know, potentially right. started. There's, yeah, there's there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work being done on that. And the the time scale is has been moved back like about a billion years, I think. So instead of like at three point five, it's like four point five. And if people know what we're talking about, or no, sorry, mm -hmm. the Archean period, which was two point five billion years ago, when the Earth crust had cooled enough to allow the formation of continents, and the only life forms were microbes at the time. So they're saying that they, it's going much further back to the point where it was maybe a few hundred years after. Um, the event where the the moon was created from the planetoid i can't remember what they call it um there yeah. was a i don't remember which one what what the planetoid that hit us was called but i when, i don't recall when it that. made when it made the moon and we yeah. had yeah you, everybody knows the story of it but anyway mm -hmm. answers news is going to try to talk about this paper like it's the fucking scientific law of the world nowadays <laughs> just keep that in mind it's a journal entry it's a new study led by the University of Bristol. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's not be all tell all. They could somebody could take a look at this in the near future and be like, "No, that's horseshit," you know, or your methodology is flawed at this point. You, it, that kind of thing. Right. That's that's how that's, that's kind how, of how papers science work. work. Yeah. Yeah. They refine things. Anyway, let's let the creations tell us how wrong we are. This next one comes from Fizz.org. A time scale for the origin and evolution of all life on Earth. So this was a study based on um, basically molecular clocks, which have a lot of evolutionary assumptions built into them to try and figure out, okay, the, the fossil record's really fragmented, so we can't really tell when life started based on the fossils, so let's use this technique instead, and it puts life at about 4.5 billion years ago, which is the same time the Earth is supposed to have yeah, formed. That's a problem. Big problem. No. No, I'm no, sorry. There's wrong. there's a difference between 4.5 and 4.6. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge right. problem because even the simplest organism, okay, which most of us would think about bacteria, are extremely complex in their own extremely. right. Extremely. Yeah. So now, do you? No, I mean, not really that complex. I mean, no, if you're talking they're... about free floating RNA within a cell wall. You can get there in relatively a fast amount of time, depending on what kind of like primordial soup that you have being yeah. being pushed along by time and energy being pumped into the system. Right, but what they're really talking about when okay when when scientists talk about um, the origin of life, they're going back to pre microbes, basically if it's self replicating RNA. Yeah, that's it to say that earth life on earth started three and a half billion years ago now they're moving it a billion years you know later so it's four and a half billion years ago when the earth formed so how is there any time for this to have evolved so basically I mean, it started that fast the earth forms and life is there no you just snapped he snapped his fingers for people that might not have heard sure, that sure 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 
I mean, looking at it in a, if you're looking at things uh, on a geological timescale, <laughs> uh, sure. But we are talking the difference between 4.5 and 4.6 or 4.7 uh, billion years. Which is... That, that 0.6, 0.7... Is 100 uh, million years. Is 100 you know? million years. Which so, is a scale that people still don't fucking seem to realize right. how goddamn long that is, uh, especially with Earth that brain is, way of thinking of things. Right. It's, that is a long time. It's an impossibly long time. You think about how dinosaurs were on the Earth like 300 million years ago. Yeah. And that boggles the imagination, but you have to also remember like, Every species beyond, like, the Tyrannosaurus right. Rex, like, what took this amount of time for it mm -hmm. to happen, for it to be the species right. it is now. I can't remember exactly which uh, period it is, but, like, the Triceratops, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is closer to us in evolutionary scale as compared to when, like, the Triceratops was. Like, when the, the Ceratops were, yeah. Yeah, and so... Or the Seropods. Like, yeah, yes. and you think about that fucking time scale, and you're like, my god. And we're still talking about 0.4 billion years ago, you know, where you have speciation from that to where we are today, masters mm -hmm. of our planet, talking to each other over fucking Skype, recording it for people yeah. to look at on YouTube kind of thing. It should wow people it, that right. we're talking about self-replicating RNA showing up in primordial soup on the Earth's oceans. Right. It, it, and it showed up roughly according to this time scale about uh, 0 0.1 billion years after the formation of the Earth. At, which is amazing, because you think about yeah. it, you're like, wow, that's great. But also at the same time, this is a paper from the University of Bristol. It's it is a, not it is, fucking it, law. You know? No, it's a, it's a single, it's a single study. And what that study is, what they're going to do with that study is uh, other, uh, other scientists in the same field are going to look at the data. They're going to evaluate it. They're going to apply that information to their own research. And they are going to do this funny thing in scientific circles, which is called trying to falsify the findings. And the reason that this was an important study that they did is because what the, uh, the doctors themselves said here is that by mm -hmm. combining fossil and genomic information, we can approach the, so-called molecular clock, which is loosely based on the idea that the number of differences in the genomes of two living species, say human and bacteria, mm -hmm. are proportional to the time since they shared a common ancestor. And by making use of this method, uh, they wanted to um, get rid of the ever-changing age of the oldest accepted fossil evidence of life. So they wanted to, they wanted to have a hard set where they can go, okay, according to this, combined with this, we can say, at this point, bam, we're going to say that this is the oldest it could have possibly have been. And we're not going to go with the fossil record every time, because every time we find an older fossil, we're like having to release news stories where we're like, hey, it's actually older than we thought. Hey, it's older than we thought. Hey, it's older than we thought. Right mm -hmm. now, we're trying to use this method to say, okay, way the fuck back here. That's where we're going to go. Possibly. That's when everything started. Right. And there's... <laughs> And then, and on these timescales, there's usually a margin of error, uh, you know, where they have to go, okay, about, you know, 4.5 billion years, give or take, you know, point, you know, 0.05 billion. Yeah. 
And so what the, the professor that was there saying that they were using this approach, they were able to show the last universal common ancestor, which they abbreviate to Luca, existed mm-hmm. very early in Earth's history about 4.5 billion years ago, not long after the Earth was impacted by the planet Thea, which the mm-hmm. event which sterilized Earth and led to the formation of the moon. This is significantly earlier than the previously, uh, the currently accepted oldest fossil evidence would suggest. Our results indicate that two primary lineages of life emerged from, emerged from Luca, the U, the U bacteria and the Archae bacteria, approximately one billion years after Luca. So it took them a billion to get to the, the differentiation and lineage there. Mm-hmm. A billion. That's a lot of fucking generations, guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway. Let's let the Christians talk. We've, we've talked way too much science, and sure. that, that doesn't work with these people. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really what they're, what they're arguing by their, by their particular model. Right. And they say this all happened with uh, you know, a, a, an extra planet that comes in and strikes the Earth and mm-hmm. causes all these problems, mm-hmm. and the moon forms out of it four and a half billion years ago, they say. And life starts and right there. life starts right then. Not right then. Not right not when right it then. fucking smacks. It's not, like they, it's not like it was at the edge of a Q-tip and they tapped it onto the Petri dish. That's not what happened there. Right. We already covered that. We're, yeah. yeah. Okay. I want you to understand story. That's all that is. Yeah. It's a story. It's mythology. It's not well, real. Well, and it doesn't. No, it's methodology. <laughs> yes. There's a difference. Not mythology, because he's going to do the whole, well, we have a book. <laughs> <laughs> we have several. Uh, yeah. We have lots of them. It work. From an evolutionary mm-hmm. standpoint, what's going to have to happen, and, and we've seen this over and over again, is they will push the origin of life into outer space. So, because mm-hmm. outer space mm-hmm. is older than Earth, it's 15 billion years old. So you've got all this time for life to have evolved out there, and then somehow it gets to Earth. I guess about the same time is it what forms, they argue, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. that's that's how you get life on Earth. Of course, boy, it's gonna blow their yeah. fucking mind when we find like Martian bacteria and stuff, and they're gonna find yeah. out it's eerily similar to what we have on Earth. They're gonna mm-hmm. panspermia is a perfectly viable hypothesis. There is absolutely no way to falsify that at this point in time. Yeah, it's it's just as good as saying God did it, you know? Right. <laughs> it's, it's a fun way of thinking about things where it mm-hmm. takes your God out of it. But, I mean, what it also does for us on the scientist side of right. things is causes a, another regression. We have to find out where that life came from. Mm-hmm. Where did that life come from? You know, right. the, the, the questions that are going to continue to be answered is as far back as we possibly can go. Yeah. But it's still still not going to point to a god. <laughs> of course, they have a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, if you start with God and his word... In the- yeah, if you start with the presupposition. Sure, if you start, yeah. if you start there, yeah. If you start the with your are, point in mind. If you start with the answer, then it's easy. It's easy to find that evidence to make your fucking thing fit. Again, sure. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was on the first day. It was right there. Mm-hmm. Then why does he have us circling a sun? And why is that solar system circling around in a galaxy? And why is the galaxy swirling around in a cluster? Why? <laughs> I mean, if the Earth was here first, they don't hear themselves. They don't hear how fucking stupid that sounds. Like, no, no, no. I mean, of course, of course, they'll just say, I, they abbreviated. No, because he brings up, hang on, he brings up the fact that Earth was here first and then the celestial bodies came into it, which is weird. <laughs> So really, Earth was around before a lot of this other stuff. God stretched out the heavens and so forth, made the heavenly bodies on day four. So day one, or day what, two, mm-hmm. did he make Earth on the first day? I don't remember. I, do, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't mean, care it doesn't about, really I don't care matter. About, 
whether it was day one or day four, I don't give a shit. What matters is like there's a big difference between point one billion years and point and point oh oh one billion years. Like that there's right. a real there's a fucking difference between calling it a hundred million years and point one billion years. There's a lot of people that go, Oh, it's only point one. <laughs> yeah, it's only point one. But that's, that's four days. <laughs> that's four days. That's a hundred million years. Yeah, how did he uh, create? How did he know what day it was when the there was no sun? <laughs> if he could create the <laughs> celestial bodies, did God have a watch? Why does God need a watch? <laughs> he needs my starship, and I keep asking him what he needs with my starship, and he never <laughs> likes answering that question. Shoot lightning out of his eyes, a real dick. Um, you know, so I mean, it's it's totally backwards when you start with what God has to say. So this is a humanistic view. Wait, did did I hear that correctly? Hang on, let me rewind that just real quick. Hang on. Bodies on day four. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's it's totally backwards when you start with what God has to say. So it's totally backwards when you think when you start with what God has to say. Am I hearing him there? The saying that we have to deny all science, you know, any science, yeah, because kind of yeah, we we have to in in order for his presupposition to work, you have to deny everything that is observable. <laughs> This is a humanistic viewpoint. All they're trying to do mm-hmm. is... Uh, no, it doesn't have anything to do with fucking has humanism. nothing to do with humanism. <laughs> humanism is how you treat other humans. It's, uh, this is science. You know, this is not... Science is cold, man. It can be cold and calculating and not very fun sometimes. You know? <laughs> science doesn't give a shit about what you think. How many, how many rats would you like to have to kill uh, day in, day out by giving it different doses of different kinds of radiation because you need to observe the results? <laughs> you know? It's not fun sometimes. Push everything back farther because they don't have evidence, and so they're just trying to push it somewhere mm-hmm. into oblivion. Yeah, and, and the molecular clock dating method, like what they're using to try and figure this out, is based on evolutionary assumptions. So again, it's that they're trying, they're mm-hmm. basically assuming what they're trying to well, prove. Well, they're, they're looking they're, at the differences yeah. in DNA between different organisms and saying, well, the more differences they have, the farther apart they are, evolutionarily speaking. Mm-hmm. The- that, by definition, that's what that that's fucking by means. By definition, that's how it works. <laughs> But less different. Oh my God! <laughs> these people that. But these are assumptions. Again, they, these are not. These are not. They're not looking at these things with presuppositions. They're. They look at these things based on the evidence, based off the observable evidence that's been collected and falsified. When you, they're not sitting there and stroking their beards and going, I think. Billion years? Let's push it back one billion years. Let's see what it does there. No, they went with the data that they got from doing the study. Yeah. Whether or not they might be flawed on how they got to this position, it's at least asking the interesting question of going, okay, can we use a molecular clock based with Mm -hmm. archaeological evidence that we have to find out when we could possibly pinpoint when life occurred on this planet? Right. And the the purpose of even publishing this is to invite other researchers <laughs> and is to invite other researchers to look at it and try to verify what they found here now, are it, our conclusions here's our methodology here's our data you do it and see if you get the same answer or a different answer it's still it's fucking fascinating to i mean yes. at least look at it and think about it like Remind me, people, if I don't give you guys a link to this anywhere to what the the article is, it'll probably be linked on the the website that we have. Mm-hmm. But 
you should I'm, it's gotten me to the point where i actually want to look at their their paper i don't really look at scientific journals i mean you can get a lot of stuff from the first couple of pages yeah. on those because they try to give you it to you in the abstract at the beginning but you don't have to read the entire thing but it would be interesting to find out because like the, the scientists that went into the study i'm sure they did not expect for it to say that it was right about the same time that Thea slammed into Earth, you know? No, 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 no. They don't. They don't go. You don't go into these kind of things with doing with doing this kind of yeah. research with your answer already there. Going, let's <laughs> let's try to confirm this answer. All right. Let's see if they have anything else to say. Differences. The closer they are. Well, that's not what the differences are. They're just legit differences that yeah. God designed into their DNA. Um, they're different created organisms. That's not a problem, right, of course. Oh, yeah, because God could put the God photons in, right. in transit coming to Earth at that time, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he can do all things except, you know, give a shit about the people that are currently here. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, worldview, yeah. Okay, they're just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. God did it. Yeah, that's all I need to know. God did it. I said it, and that's all that. That's all I, I can sleep better at night because I have a I have a sky daddy that loves me so much. And exactly, <laughs> it's like just learn how to science a little bit harder. Just a little bit. It doesn't. It's not. It's not difficult to understand how how these how these things work. I don't want my science to to hold my hand and tell me all my fifis are going to be okay and everything that I currently believe is going to be the same thing that exists right. on this planet in a hundred years kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I look at the anachronisms of some of the technology that existed about a hundred years previous to us in like 1918 and stuff and realize, wow, how did those people live in that time without X, Y, or Z that we currently have now? Mm -hmm. They did just fine. And in a hundred years from us, it's going to be, holy shit, these people were cavemen. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine how weird Moore's Law is going to be in a hundred years from now. Jesus Christ, <laughs> what kind of computers are we going to have then? Ones that can figure out this kind of shit really fucking easy, let me tell you Oh, that. I'm and, sure they will. And and uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to look gonna back have... and go, oh, they needed to use, like, physical keyboards? That's so... <laughs> You're still going to so have... primitive evangelical christians talking about the creation of the universe but they're going to they're going to at that point have all the other science wrapped up into it oh god created the earth at 4.5 billion years ago and he sent his love in the form of a planet called thea to slam into the earth and <laughs> produce life on there they're going to just going to do what they always do and they're going to be like fuck well we can't say that this didn't happen anymore we need to adopt everything that these guys believed at this time because otherwise we're mm -hmm. going to continue hemorrhaging the last three people that come to our church <laughs> oh, man it's so hard sometimes to have a brain that actually thinks about things sometimes and we'll just i guys everybody guys and girls listening or watching us right now this saturday at, okay it's sun, now sunday at one o'clock in the morning yeah and we've spent the last 30 minutes almost talking about Ken Ham's cadre of people talking about how they misunderstand a paper. This is our fun. This is our exciting <laughs> Saturday night, people. Right. <laughs> and we just want to remind everybody that in 2018, ignorance is a choice. Absolutely. Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil... You're missing out. 
Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash utahoutcasts for more information. Let me hear it! The internet is for porn. Sorry, Kate. The internet is for porn. I masturbate. All these guys unzip their flies for porn. Porn, porn, porn. The internet is not for porn. Porn, porn. Wait a second! I'm not one to critique anybody's choice in porn habits. I mean, to, to each their own. Whatever you like is what you like, as long as nobody's being harmed. And I, I'm not going to say that I've never not looked at the same kind of porn that Alex Jones maybe have looked at at some time, because I don't care that being pan means that you kind of just like about anything that exists on this world. You're OK with any kind of combination. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting, especially when you when you out yourself like that. Meanwhile, you have conservative fucks like Alex Jones, who. OK, look, I, I'm being way too obtuse here. So Alex Jones was doing a commercial one time the other day. And on his phone, he had a whole bunch of tabs open and his like iPhone was in landscape mode. So you could see all the tabs like open in a square. And it was uh, one of the tabs, some cyber sleuth out there caught the a little bit of an image of it. And they also caught the like the little bit of a title of what was on there. And they were reverse and that reverse engineered, but they, they were able to get they, enough they information. Some, they did from some there. reverse. They did some, they did some cyber sleuthing. And cyber sleuthing. It wasn't hard. No. Well, I mean, it was hard. Well, but it wasn't difficult. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because, uh, I mean, and there's been some problematic language that's been spread around with this one because Alex Jones was looking at trans porn. Yeah. And, and I'm not good. The, the people out there that are making the jokes about traps and using the, the T word, which I don't like using because it's mm -hmm. just wrong. Not the one I just used, but the other one, because I hate that fucking word nowadays. Yeah. There's there's the world we're in. It's too loaded. There's too there's, much history there. There's way yeah. too much stuff out there for it. And yeah. apparently he was watching this stuff on his phone when he was well, not watching it while he was doing the commercial, but you you know the details. I'm sure you've heard about it now. Anyway, somebody called into his show the other day on InfoWars <laughs> and asked him specifically about this issue. And so I'm gonna let it play. Here we go. I gotta tell you though, it's neck and neck though. If people don't get upset about this, they can win. Yeah. Um, and also, um, what about the trans porn on your phone, Alex? Are you ever going to talk about that? Are, are you ever going to talk about that, Alex? He tried, probably really? tried to make it through the whole episode without talking about this because he knew it was a big deal. <laughs> I mean, first off, that person is a hero. Yeah. Even though you're calling InfoWars and uh, hopefully you're just poeing them. Uh, hopefully that's what you're doing, but I don't know. Maybe. Say that again. You heard trans her. Trans porn on your phone. That's all they keep talking about. And you know, I saw a couple like, news articles about that. It's ridiculous. I was like looking up some reporter we're trying to hire today and punched in some number and it popped up porn on my phone. Everybody's had porn no. pop on their phones. Nope. No. no I, have, 
I I haven't had pop-up porn in ever since the like late 90s, you know, <laughs> when that was a thing. You don't you kind of don't no. get pop-ups anymore if you have a good browser. They kind of stop yeah. that from happening. Yeah. And, and if they, you're you And they generally don't happen on uh mobile sites. Uh they might open in a separate tab, but it's usually because you don't have decent ad blocking going on. You usually, usually, there, but, but you, you know, I this. mean, funny thing is, uh, those things, those things pop up based on your browsing history and the site you're going to, not just out of the blue, uh, but the specific site you're looking at wasn't a pop up. No. You were, it was on a specific video. <laughs> And I just, I love that if you want to like the less reputable porn sites out there, yeah, you might get some shit going on in the background. However, if you're going to a place like Pornhub and you're paying for your membership there, you're not going to get you're any kind get of shit like that. You're not going to get pop-ups and you're not going to get ads. There's, there's a reason why I use YouTube Red for my YouTube viewing because I don't like commercials. I don't like banner ads and stuff. Yeah. If you like your porn... And you like it commercial free? That's the best place to use it. I just can't bring myself <laughs> to spend hard-earned money on something I use thirty or forty seconds of. <laughs> yeah, it's well, you don't pay for it these days. That's no. just no. I'll let that's them just get their the way it revenue. goes. They can have their ad revenue. They can get their ad <laughs> revenue, and that's it. But <laughs> that's not how pop-ups work. No, that's not how. That's not how. That's not how internet porn works. Videos just, don't just pop up and start playing like that. He's just punching in some numbers on his phone to look up a reporter. Punching That's, numbers on your phone to look up a re- what the fuck does that, that even mean? Doesn't work unless you. <laughs> I mean, unless this reporter was he trying to make a very, phone call. <laughs> I even then that doesn't make phone call does not equate to porn showing up in pop-ups. No, it doesn't, because <laughs> even if you were just searching for something, assuming yeah. you were doing a Google search, or hell, it was Alex Jones, so I'm sure he was using Bing. Or DuckDuckGo. Or DuckDuckGo. Duck, Duck, or whatever it, the fuck it is. Even if, you typed, even if you typed something in, and you got some quote-unquote unsavory search results, it doesn't <laughs> open unless you click on it. <laughs> Anyway, what else, Alex? Hundreds of times, Sean. I'm sitting there with a phone on air showing it to everybody because I couldn't get a URL up in the studio. And then, like, something pops up, and like, oh my God. And, it, and I looked at it. it. wasn't The news blurted out because there was nothing there. They blurted out because there was nothing there. The, there's no reason for them to blur it out if there's nothing there, Alex. What the? F this is a man trapped in his own fucking box of his own creation. Yes, yes, he is. The Cenobites are going to be coming for him any second now. <laughs> they blurted to then say something was there. Then you went to it with some porn menu. I probably had porn menus pop up 500 times on my phone. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Keep that uh -huh. in mind. I've had porn menus pop up about 500 times. I appreciate your call. I mean, it's insane, ladies and gentlemen. There's two types of people. People that look at porn and people that lie about it. Okay. Keep that part in mind. So... Mm -hmm. I've had these things pop up about 500 times. There's people who look at it or they're lying about looking at it. And this next line is the best. But I wasn't looking at porn. <laughs> uh-huh. It doesn't work, Alex. That's not how it works. I don't, I don't go to, like, game facts to look up, like, walkthroughs on certain old games 
and all of a sudden there's porn. Oh fuck, there's some porn. I better watch it. That's not <laughs> how it works. Do, you don't do you don't do a search for for a reporter and get a very specific video <laughs> from a very specific site. <laughs> it's so funny to me that if, if it was a person that if he didn't, if the only reason we're bringing this up is because he's so vehemently anti-trans, he oh, thinks yeah. it's like an attack on the world world order of things by having people, mm -hmm. you know, expressing themselves how they really are. Even though we know that the the scale of how many trans people there are in the world is minuscule compared to how many people are cis in the world, and it's just they make this thing such a big deal and such a mountain out of a molehill, and it's not that big of a fucking deal. Not even that big of a deal because he's watching videos about it and he likes it. I mean, obviously, Mikey likes it, you know. Sure. On my phone, I don't take phones on air that I look at porn on, uh, and so I saw all that. I didn't Clearly respond to do. it. I mean, if I respond to half the attacks on me, it'll. Oh, but then Absolutely they seem ridiculous. Right. But I'll say this: the Amazon ads, the Viagra ads, the weird non-plastic bag ads are taking my iPhone over. What? I have an iPhone and. My mine's not been taken over by anything. <laughs> Even if it does pop on every once in a while with a microphone to listen to something that's going on and try to give me an ad on it later, kind of thing. That's within <laughs> like Amazon itself, or within like yeah, that's, different those are, websites. That's, but... <laughs> that's not that's not how it works. I don't think if, Alex Jones understands how the internet works. If I was to, I mean, we're sitting here talking about trans porn and stuff like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. if I go to my phone and it randomly pops up, like when I look for something and it's like, oh, maybe you would like to watch this video. I'd be like, well, maybe I do, but that's not how it's not a pop-up. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, in, and also you really need to put yourself into like private mode or incognito mode when you're doing, I mean, or close Wait, your he's tabs single. when you're he's done. Single. He's single. It doesn't matter to him anymore. So, or before, <sighs> this... or or look at your or look at your phone in your browser tab before you open it up on air. No shit. And the crazy thing is, like in July, he got a strike uh, after he threatened a transgender person because he was he, and he got that strike because he was violating the platform's community guidelines. And uh, mm -hmm. thankfully, he's still gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's out there putting out that kind of like non-answer to something. Uh, yeah, I look at porn, not really, but I do, but not that much. And if I did, it wouldn't be a pop-up ad for that kind of thing. Because, you know, <laughs> not on this phone. <laughs> not on Who the one I have on the air. No, that's my porn. That's <laughs> only my porn on my phone. porn phone. <laughs> look, like, if you're going to have a dedicated mobile device for porn, it really should be a tablet. I was going to say, you need to have the... The iPad that's mounted like in front of the toilet, or you yeah, know, you or... get the little you get the little <laughs> mount that you can put in front of the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> the Vesda mounts for it there, <laughs> <laughs> with a big swivel and the swing arm in it, and you can cantilever it in different directions. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to get the angle right. You got to be you got to at least be able to rotate it from between portrait and landscape. <laughs> oh man, I I have not actually seen very many cases of like vertical video and porn and i'm very thankful no for that. no it doesn't happen very often <laughs> yeah because porn videos they tend to care about the fucking cinematography <laughs> surprisingly yes want to get in touch with the outcasts it's easy we're available on most social media platforms as utah outcasts we're on youtube reddit patreon stitcher spreaker well shit you name it 
Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. Crom, I've never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you will remember if we were good men or bad, why we fought or why we died. No, all that matters is that two stood against many. That's what's important. Baba pleases you, Kram. So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. If you do not listen, then the hell with you. I uh, routinely scan Right Wing Watch for fun videos that we could talk about on the channel. And I have a whole bunch of other YouTube places where I, I go and look for things. Um, be- and it, it must be weird for the people that try to give me related videos sometimes because I'll go and watch a Kevin Logan video about something. And then next thing you know, I'm getting a video from anarcho capitalists and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And. Unfortunately, this is the one that also throws off my search results, and that's uh, Josh Bernstein. You know, we've had a on-again, off-again relationship with uh, Josh Bernstein, and I'm sure he's going to hear this one and talk to us about it. It's been kind of one-sided. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's talked to us a bunch, <laughs> never, never in reciprocating. <laughs> and I honestly thought about, I thought about potentially flagging this video of his because it sounded like an incitement to violence, but at the same time, I realized, you know. Somebody could probably make the same conclusion about us if they heard something we said, but I'm I'm not going to flag people because that's that's just petty to me. You should be able to fight there unless they are actually specifically threatening somebody or something in particular saying that, sure. hey, I'm going to attack this place at this time and I'm going to do this. You know, that that's where that's where you have to draw the line on YouTube, especially. But he's going to talk to us about the the midterm elections, what's going to happen if the Democrats win. Okay. And with him being a hard right a hole, you could just imagine what he's going to. Oh, I'm say. sure. I mean, okay, so I'm here sure. we go. So important. All of the progress of the last two years gone if we lose Congress. Well, you realize there's two well, there's... different parts of Congress, right? There's right, there's right, the House right, and the right. Senate. But you know, do you know the main reason? The main reason it, it would go so quickly? Because there hasn't been any progress. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> the last... We can undo it because not... I mean, very, very, easy to, very easy to undo uh, all the crappy things. Like six years of Obama with nothing being accomplished, and now two years of Trump with nothing being accomplished. People are kind of ready for America to progress. You know, we're yeah. ready for we've had like almost a whole decade of nothing fucking happening except mm-hmm. rich people getting richer. And so everybody's kind of tired of that shit. Everybody's kind of tired of stuff costing way too much money, of not having enough money to pay for bills, rent being too high, groceries being too expensive, all this shit, not being able to have health care. They're not being able to afford college anymore. I mean, fuck, I look at some older people when they went to college and it was like 50 bucks a semester. And nowadays, even for a cheap local college here, it's like two grand a semester. Yeah. Well, and even even when you balance, even when you balance a lot of those things out for uh, 
inflation uh, for inflation it's still it was like 50 bucks then which would be like 700 now still. still like more almost three times as much as what we what we're currently paying yeah back then people could have a job that was just a kind of a shit job working at like a gas station or working at a grocery mm-hmm. store and still make enough money to come home and fucking put bacon on the table they they knew how to earn money and be able to invest it wisely into stuff can't do that anymore shit the the car that i just bought basic ass car and it's still like over 20 grand it's fucked yeah. up man it should there, no fucking car i mean i remember looking at magazine ads and like volkswagens like the second gen volkswagens were like nine thousand or eight thousand dollars like in mm-hmm. the early 90s and stuff or the, they'd be late 80s at that point but at the same time that same car now goes for like 20 something thousand it's fucked yeah. up like things cost easily three times as much as they used to so yes we're ready to progress and yes we're going to make all your progress gone yeah there's been no progress except for rich people getting richer right i cannot stress how important that is again they have no desire to make your lives any better they have no desire to protect you they have no desire to do anything and the bottom line is they have disdain for you I'm going to give you a quick little mm. note here, um, Josh. When you are doing a show where it involves you having to look at a camera, like I'm currently doing <laughs> right now to the wonderful people in YouTube land, and people on podcasts, I'm sorry you're not be able to see this, but I'm talking directly at the camera. When you want to make your point and you want to read something, you need to put that object as close to where the camera is so you're not doing this the entire time where you're like, Look down, look back up at the camera, say the two lines that I just memorized, and then look down, then look back up. No, no, no. There's a lot of times on this show, I just have to glance a little bit over to one direction, just a little bit. Or you can use your peripheral vision to read some stuff as long as you make the type big enough. There's ways yeah. of doing this, and you can or, do pretty damn you know, well. But just know what you're saying beforehand. Yeah. You know, not everything has to be scripted. I mean, we get shit so much from people <laughs> on the show uh, that, that reply to the show sometimes where they're like, do you guys not plan any of this out or, you know, do you not script any of this out? Like, n- no. no, no, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants and we're just talking about what we're going through. You know what we're talking about here. I may have watched this stuff that he's talking about and may have had some ideas in my brain, but that's where they usually stay is in my brain. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, we have disdain for the, the mm-hmm. people that voted for Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you voted for President Trump, they hate you. Point blank. They hate you. I don't know. My dad voted for. I don't Trump. know. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I would go so far as to say that. Uh, we are. I hate how ignorant we're, you are. We're, <laughs> we're a little upset. We we're a little upset. We're we're a little sad. And oh, don't you know, be so maybe, British. About maybe it. maybe <laughs> a little angry about it. Um, <laughs> it's the ones that two years in after all this shit. The ones that still support him, like the, what is he at? Like 30, 20 or 25% or so. Yeah. Some ridiculously low number of, of people yeah. that actually like him, you know? Yeah. And these point at this point, these people are religious. This is a cult to them. This right. is a, this right. is it's a, a man it's that about can do as no low wrong. as it, it's about as low as it can <clears throat> get. Those are the people that we could classify as hating, but yeah. it's like mild hate. It's like, 
how you hate most, mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. Most people <laughs> that I've I've talked to that had supported Trump at one time and mm-hmm. now don't support him, they just have this kind of cringy look and feel about themselves where they're just yeah. like fuck, he was the only candidate I wanted to vote for because I vote Republican every time, but at the same time, God, he made me look like an asshole. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah, he did. He, the, you cannot forgive any of the shit that he's doing anymore. Everything now is just him being King Petty, is all it right, is. Right, right, right. Anyway, Josh, what else are you going to say? Because they picked a certain candidate, a lying, dying witch. We <laughs> didn't pick the that's not how it works you know the people that voted for hillary we voted for her in the primary yeah some of us did not everybody did it still falls on the super delegates to determine who's going to be the candidate to to a degree to a degree at least at that point yeah i i wanted bernie i'll be honest about it i wanted bernie to win but at the same time i realized that when he didn't get the nomination and he said on live television She's the candidate. Vote for her. That mm-hmm. you move the fuck on and you vote for the best of the two option there. Yeah, you don't fucking wait for my purity test to go through and be. I'm not going to vote for this person or or being a sinner lord and saying, oh, well, you know, both sides are bad. Fucking, I <laughs> am so tired of sinner lords. But it's not how it works. We don't pick who runs. They are the ones that throw their hat into the ring and then it's up to us right we, we pick we pick from the people who have decided to run that's yes exactly that's the way that goes lying tired old witch right oh, oh god right. who's he talking right. about right Gee, but you know i just want to point out here uh yeah the republicans had a lot more a, a, a much larger field of candidates to choose 18 from. i think they did because in, in case you don't in case you forgot that wonderful circus of a primary i miss herman cain i know he wasn't 2016 but i miss herman cain but (laughs) (laughs) i mean you actually had some decent candidates in there ben carson was running at that time god (laughs) oh how delightfully idiotic that man was Mm -hmm. and then you had santorum was running again and you had my God, there was so many bad people. Carly Fiorina was running at one point. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, what a it was a clown car, and everybody's like, "Oh, Trump's running." <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, he always mm-hmm. runs. He's not gonna win. There's a reason we thought he wasn't gonna win, and it's not because we have a rigged election or anything. It's because how the fuck does the idiot in the room get to be elected president? Anyway, back to Josh here. The most corrupt candidate in history to run. For the presidency, and you saw through it. And- yeah, we saw through your Trump being the most corrupt person. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw right through that. But- yeah, most of us did. That's- yeah, not. Oh, I think he's talking about Hillary. I think he's trying to say. Oh, that Hillary he's was trying corrupt. to talk about Hillary. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. The person and who you got rejected. Gotcha. You rejected their choice, so they're pissed about that. They say, "How dare you reject?" Our choice. That was our choice. We know what's best for the American people. We know what's best for you. Three million votes ahead of Trump in that election, and Easily, a huge yeah. chunk of the population that was undecided mm-hmm. and didn't vote. I mean, 
Yeah. No, we're not saying we know what's best. Everybody votes for the candidate that they think is going to be the best for the country. Except for the Republicans sometimes, where it seems like their major impetus is owning the libs. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was a big one this time. Oh, are you triggered? All right, ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. God damn it, man. And you went against our judgment? How dare you? We will get back at you. We will make your life a living hell. We will remove your president. We will nullify your vote in 2016 because we know what's best for the country. No, but because we know that there's three different fucking, like, it's a three-branch government. It's a... Right. If it's, we... This is, this, is how, this is how things work. That's and how they're supposed you, to work. You don't get to just remove somebody from office because you don't like them. Hey Josh, how is uh how is your side having all three branches of government fucking conquered right now, working for you? How, how's that How's that going? Are you Are you getting a lot accomplished? Are you doing a bunch of things? Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if he if Trump really wanted to, he could have had every, just about every bill that he wanted done passed by now. But he's just he's feckless. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the snotty, arrogant, mean-spirited attitude that 99.999% of liberals have in America. Let's see. Out of the 56 million, if it's 99.999, that's like 1, 1,000, or no, let's see, 1, 10, 100,000, 1,000th of a percentage point, so... Uh, carry the one, do the, hey, that's a big fuck you there. You know, I'm not going to do the math. <laughs> no, it's, let's just put it this way, Josh. Uh, not everybody thinks that Hillary was God and that she would have made the best candidate for the president of the United States. And because you didn't vote her in, we're going to take out your president. The only reason your president is going down in flames right now is because he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> I mean, it's also, I mean, the fact, that he's, the fact that he's a criminal is also a big well, I mean, part of it. A, that has a huge chunk I mean, chunk that, has a, that has a big chunk of, of <laughs> big chunk to do with it. I mean, if he would have went on TV and not have said to Lester Holt that he fired Comey for the FBI investigation into his presidency, you know, that would have like gotten rid of the whole fucking, um, what is it? Uh, obstruction of justice investigation that's going on right now. <laughs> it would have. It would have slowed it down. It really would have slowed it down. Oh, but what's going to happen? Why are you talking about the libs so hard here, buddy? What, what, what are you trying to say? Towards anyone that exercised their right to vote for who they wanted to vote for and voted for President Trump. And don't think anything different, because that's exactly the truth. Oh, thanks for telling us what to think. Yeah. I, I mean, mean did, really? Did just... Didn't he just rail against people telling other people what to think? And that's yeah, he did. Should... And then he's telling everybody what to what to think. Of course. How wonderfully Orwellian of you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's the bottom line. We have a situation that is so desperate, so dangerous. If these people, God forbid, take over, it's just going to be a disaster. I mean, I, I really can't say it uh any other way now here comes the language that i was talking about earlier okay 
I just want to warn people, here it comes. And if they do try to impeach this president, it's not going to be pretty, folks. There are millions of Americans like myself and the people watching this show that absolutely... Uh, you, you don't have millions of people watching your show. Nope. nope. No, don't probably even not. Try, don't even try to do that. I, we have no qualms about the fact that we have like 2,600 subscribers and we know not every one of them watches every one of our videos, but at the same time... Oh, of course. We don't have any kind of airs about, like, we're actually reaching a huge fucking audience, especially <laughs> when we're talking about your derpy ass. Um, let's just hear what he's going to say. Sorry, I just had to interrupt there. absolutely love President Trump. He's done amazing things. Amazing things. He has accomplished things that no president has ever accomplished in his first two years. Yep, that Maybe. is true. That is true. He, he <laughs> has. Um... Not in a good way. I want him to like give me three examples of things. And it can't be, you know, made the economy better because we already know that the economy is the one that you inherit. It's only in like it's, it's you, what you economy... it's what you inherit, but it's actually slowing down significantly. Yeah, I mean it's gonna crash on his watch. It really oh, yeah. is. Because that's what fucking happens. Mm -hmm. And you have the audacity. To try to take that away from us? Here it comes. Go ahead and try it. Bring it on, liberals. Come on. Bring it on. You want a revolution? You try to impeach our president? He's, he's everybody's president. Uh, you, yeah. you, do know that, you do know that, right, Josh? He's mm -hmm. everybody's president. Yeah. We, we realized that our candidate didn't win. When will you guys fucking realize that Hillary didn't win? When are you guys going to realize <laughs> that? You know, it is everybody's president. And that's been one of my major fucking strikes against this guy is that he's not doing a goddamn thing to try to bring this country together. After elections, presidents are supposed to heal the wounds, put a little bit of salve on it and say, OK, time to get to work implementing what I want to do with this country. No. Yeah. Immediately from the point past the election, we have nothing but just insane fucking rhetoric and blaming the other side. Hillary did this. Democrats are bad. News media is evil. You know, alternate facts. You know, oh yeah, fuck, I'm hearing, there's been I'm hearing an assault. Just, I'm hearing almost just as much about Hillary uh, from the, from the Republicans than that, that we did during the election. And it, you ask them to bring up any kind of like Trump talking point or anything that they want to talk about politics wise, mm -hmm. or you want to talk about, you know, certain scandals that are happening with this president. Just watch how quickly they jump to Clinton. They jump to Clinton. They always like, they have, they always say that we have some sort of Trump derangement syndrome. No, you guys have fucking Clinton on your brain all the time. I listen to a <laughs> couple of local podcasts where they talk to the conservatives and, mm -hmm. Every other word is fucking Bill or Hillary Clinton's. They did this. They did that. And it's like, we're not fucking talking about that. This isn't whataboutism. Let's talk yeah, about the fucking it, orange guy in the office right now. That's, that's all they have left now. Uh, well, okay, so what's going to happen, Josh? And you will see the most violent, bloodiest revolution in the history of the United States. Now, yeah. I'm not making any veiled threats. I'm letting you know the reality of the situation. The American people that voted for this president will feel slighted, they'll feel cheated, they'll feel depraved. Wait, 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 wait. They'll wait, feel wait. depraved? They, aren't they? Uh, wait, did you, 
<laughs> he used the wrong word. <laughs> he did. He did. I think. I think he intended. He meant deprived. But... He meant. He meant deprived. Uh, but he did say depraved. And no, depraved. sorry, they are. They're already. Yeah. They're they, already yeah. that. Yeah, finger on the nose. You got it right on the mark there, there, buddy. De- uh, uh, deprived. I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, you caught yourself. Yeah, a little bit too late. Yeah, and robbed of their vote. If you try to do this. Well, we're not trying to do anything. We're using the tools that were set out by the founding fathers that were based right. in the Constitution to remove a bad person from office. It's it's not like we're trying to... It's not like we want to impeach a president. We, I was against it when they it's, fucking did it against Clinton. I was, I'm not a fan of removing people from office forcibly. And I honestly don't think that the Democrats should do it if we win the House in the fall. In a couple of months, if we win the House and we bring in a new Congress in, in January, I don't think their first order of business for the House should be to fucking Im- try to impeach the guy. Because, A, you're not going to convict because you don't have enough votes in the Senate. I mean, maybe maybe right. I'll be surprised when this happens in November. Maybe I'll be surprised and that we will have the votes for that kind of thing. But at the same time, you're also talking exactly like this guy is here, where you're going to have 53 million Americans where they're going to be pissed the fuck off if you kick the guy out of office instead of having it be the next election come around and have people vote for the, the, the right president that they want. But this is our bed that we shit in, and now we just have to keep sleeping in it for the next two years. The best thing that we could possibly do is to keep the, we could put a cork up our assholes and keep more shit from coming out. We can try, but we also have to just... Uh, you don't just decide to impeach a, pre- a sitting president. And the way things are going right now, they really need to just wait for all these investigations to conclude uh, to see if anything's handed over to the Department of Justice or, or to Congress. Yeah, Let but... that go, because that's what that's where that's where impeachable offenses are going to come from. Yep, and we will have subpoena power in the House if we yeah. take the House, which is looking more and more likely. Yeah, but anyway, that's all I got for Josh. He could he talks on and on and on and on for a lot more after that. But that's about all I can take of this guy. I mean, this uh, oh, is yeah, already a twenty-one minute video. Jesus Christ! But <laughs> twenty-one minutes of us uh, with somebody who doesn't understand how. The, doesn't understand politics. Doesn't understand politics. Doesn't understand how the government works or how uh, the the representative republic works, as far as voting goes, or or how impeachment proceedings work. <laughs> doesn't understand, or even how theory. a revolution actually works. It, I think keyboard warriors and people actually strapping themselves with weapons is going to be a complete. We're not going to have a repeat of the Civil War because there's not going to be a standing army of the South. <laughs> Unless you somehow get Trump people to take over bases and play. No, 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 it's not not going to happen. happen. Not going to happen, guys. And your your AR-15s are not going to do a goddamn thing against fucking miniguns, dude. You're not going to. It's not going to be a bloody revolt because it'll be put down before it even fucking goes anywhere. And (laughs) first of all, you have to get the people off their asses in order for them to do this kind of thing. And most people are more worried about when they're going to go to the Chuckarama or to the Golden Corral next. Mm-hmm. than worried about whether they're going to be right. armed insurrection. They may right. talk a good game of it, but they're not actually going to follow right. through one fucking lick. So. Right. And 
you know, not even to not even to mention the fact that we don't even know what the economic uh, economic situation of the country is going to look like in two years. in in two years or six months or even yeah. you know by the end of this year. So you never know. My if guess people is not are good. too if people <laughs> are too worried about how they're going to feed themselves and their families. I don't think they're going to be so worried about an armed revolution. Yep. Please welcome Petey, the sexual harassment panda. Who lives in the East Meet the Willow Tree? Sexual harassment. Panda, who explains sexual harassment to you and me? Sexual harassment. Panda, don't say that. Don't touch there. Don't be nasty, says the silly bear. He's gonna tell you what's right and wrong. Sexual harassment. Panda. Hi, boys and girls. You know, with the potential excommunication that is happening to Sam Young, and if you don't know who that is, go and look it up. It's it's everywhere on the internet right now, especially because he's uh, he's a guy that's having a hunger strike, trying to get in touch with somebody at senior LDS church leadership to come out and talk to him. He namely wants an apostle to come out and talk to him. Yeah. About the fact that Mormon kids are being sexually abused, just like the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. They and, are. Being pre- and, and they don't the, want to talk the, to him. They really don't. The, the abusers are being protected, and they're not going to come out and talk to him. So he's facing excommunication sometime coming up, like on September 9th. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to kick him out because he's making making waves. Of course. <laughs> so, they don't uh, like waves. They don't like bad press. So what we're talking about here is that uh, right now, or uh, up, a co- up until a couple of months, maybe a couple of years ago, Kids were not allowed, or whenever, God damn it, you're the Mormon in the room. When <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. When you would have an interview with your bishop, bishop is the, or, is the lay clergy person that's the leader, the leader right. of your church, the, your local legal, church board. The, yeah, the, the leader of the local group, yeah. You guys, outside of the LDS church, will call it a pastor, or your preacher, or, you know, mm-hmm. your or a congregate, a congregation. Uh, the Mormons call them wards. Yeah. So there's there's different terminology, and you'll come to find, if you start studying Mormonism at all, they use words differently than mm-hmm. most people would use them. But anyway, the, there is a list of questions that they are counseled uh, to ask young children in order for them to... Uh, do they do this for the baptisms? I can't remember. Is it... I can't remember exactly when they ask these questions, or is it just when they're worried usually, about kids? Or? No, I think it usually starts like around 12 or 13. Okay, so anyway, for the longest time, the kids were not allowed to have anybody come in the room with them mm-hmm. when they were, they were being questioned by their, their clergy people. So you'd have these young kids that were subjected to a, li- a laundry list of questions that we're going to read out to you. and. Yep. Warning that you're going to be very uncomfortable by the fact that these were like usually 40 or 50 year old men asking uh-huh. little little kids these kinds of questions. And you can wonder why people are so worried about this, because this is essentially grooming. This is grooming a kid for abuse. People may disagree. We may get some shitty comments no, on it. No, but you know what? It, it, that's that's what it is. I'm not going to go around asking my kids or other random kids these kinds of questions. No. I mean, if some stranger pulled my kid into the room and started asking these questions, I'd have a really fucking hard time. It would be, it'd be go time. I would, I would beat the <laughs> shit out of this person. 
I don't care. And I'm not trying to like go ape on this shit or anything and say that I can't handle my primate brain here, but I'm just saying that that's just wrong. You don't do this shit. So the 29 questions that we have that are on the list. <sighs> Number one, do you masturbate? First of all, it's weird asking anybody that question. Usually with adults, the, the answer is always yes. But with kids, they may not know what that is. And so you're like, the next question would be like, do you want me to show you? It's like, no, 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 no. It's wrong. Very fucking wrong. Question number two, do you know what a vagina is? Number three, what were you thinking of while you masturbated? Number four, just imagine a little kid being asked these questions. Number four, when was the last time you watched pornography? What type of pornography did you watch? Do you masturbate while you watch pornography? Grown adult talking to kids here, people. And this one's pertaining more towards the ladies um, or the little girls. Fuck that. That's gross, man. Where and how did your boyfriend touch you? Were your nipples hard? Did you get wet? You're asking a kid whether they got wet. Fuck your church and fuck your religion if these are the kinds of questions that you think it's okay to be asking the kids in your church. Where was his fingers? Where was your underwear? What color were your panties? Like, that's fucking germane to any kind of discussion going on here. God. Did you orgasm? And this one, this is the one that pisses me fucking off so bad. Did you know that once boys reach a certain level of arousal... They have no choice but to keep going, that they can no longer stop their sexual advances. They That's just, rape apologies right there, guys. That's somebody yeah. saying that you brought this on yourself. You did this. Mm -hmm. You you made that boy do that to you. You were blaming the victim at that point. Have you ever put your penis in another boy's anus? And if so, did you like it? Man. <laughs> Describe the sexual positions you engaged in. This is like something you would ask for like potential dates and stuff like that, where you're like, oh, what's your favorite position? But it would be like sexy time talk. This is not something you ask kids. Fucking hell. Did you engage in oral sex? Did she orgasm? Did you ejaculate? How many times did he ejaculate? Where did he ejaculate? Did you engage in anal sex? Did the boy ejaculate into your mouth? Did you put your mouth on her vagina or use your fingers? Did he touch your breasts? Did you touch his penis? Did he penetrate you? And this is the ones that they ask specifically to rape victims when this happens to them. This, this is like table flipping territory right here. Yeah. Um, Did you like it? Talk question you. one. <laughs> And people could wonder why we're so mad and why we, we're so anti-religious, especially why we dog on the Mormons quite a bit around here, because this shit. Number two on the rape victim thing, what did you do to egg him on? Hmm. Yeah, it's your fault. It's always the lady's fault in this one. What were you wearing? Because, you know, you can wear... Um, because that matters. Because That I matters. That, yeah, that's what, that's what attracted him. You're... You're that blue flower and the, the bees coming to you kind of thing because, oh, you shouldn't have been so fucking blue. Um, did you orgasm? You ask a rape victim if they've orgasmed. What the fuck is wrong with your religion? Not cool, guys. Very fucking not cool. And if anybody... what? Thankfully, now they can have adults in the room while kids are being questioned. 
that doesn't make it okay. This is no. still wrong shit to still, be asking kids. Still very, very wrong. And I and, have talked and to and numerous I swear people. To God, shame on any parent that would allow these questions to continue. I've uh, talked to No. I mean, just no. I have talked to people that have survived the Mormon church and survived mm -hmm. abuse within the church. And they talk specifically about these meetings that they had with their bishop when they asked the questions like this. Yeah. And how awkward it is and how how it changes somebody's feelings on the inside because you have these weird questions coming from an adult. And if you don't know what any of these things are, you're going to start questioning it even more. And I, I'm all for kids lo learning about what is happening in the world and how things work in the real world. But at the same time, they don't need to know, they don't need to learn about masturbation and anal sex from their pastor. They don't need to learn about this from their clergy people. They need to learn about this stuff from their own, from either sexual, right. tra like not sexual training, what is it, Um, sex ed. They need to learn about these things in a better environment than religion, where if any of these things that you're doing, you're mm -hmm. sinning, you're evil, and you're going to go to hell. Right. Okay. Not in the Mormon church, but you right. know. The and, to, and to make this, to make it worse. These these are lay these are, are lay leaders. They're they're not they're not professional. They have no training. They are just picked at random from the community. Usually older older men that have some sort of stake in the community, whether it be a business person and they're expected to put in all these hours, do all this extra work and talk about all this thing, all these mm -hmm. things right here. Yeah. And they're not paid for it either, too. So that's no, another weird no. position. And it's and it's usually it's usually somebody in your neighborhood. It's it's a neighbor. It's the parent of one of your friends. And this it this shit gets out. Yeah, they're they're called the the, the Mormon masturbation interviews. If anybody wants to yeah. Google it, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, Just having these questions asked is trauma it's it, these are this is traumatic for kids yeah, to be subjected it, to this kind of questioning as uh him and meta put it in one of his articles that he wrote about this as i was looking it up this isn't about adherence to chastity this is a bunch of perverts asking kids for their details of their sex lives yeah. under the guise of pleasing their heavenly father mm -hmm. these questions are being asked by an older man all alone with a child behind closed doors and often without their knowledge without the knowledge or permission mm -hmm. of the parents and this Sam Young guy, he wants these interviews to end. At the very least, he called on the church to put a stop to asking kids about anything sex-related to make sure that the parents were present during these interviews and to disavow the practice altogether. But what does the Mormon church do when something like this comes up and somebody wants this kind of thing to happen? They just, they try to they, bury it. They try they to bury you, it. They, they kick you out of the religion. Yeah. You're not allowed to be here anymore. You are, you are making way too many waves. Mm -hmm. Fuck off forever, is what they're trying to say. Yeah, I mean that 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 shit is just—it's disgusting. It's nauseating, and I unfortunately I don't too know ubiquitous how. in this culture, <laughs> especially in this state. Jesus Christ, it's it's amazing why we don't have more children that commit suicide in this state, and we already are well above average. Oh, well, far far above, way too far above. Yeah, so. If you're listening to this and you're, or if you're watching this and you are still a member of the church, get the fuck out as soon as you can. If you have children 
that you may just be one of these people that considers yourself culturally Mormon and -hmm. you send your kids with grandma and grandpa to go to church every once in a while. Fucking stop doing that. Because one day or another, they're going, this kind of thing's going to happen to them. And for the rest of their life, they're going to be traumatized for this shit. Like you fuck up and do something weird as an adult, you kind of cringe a little bit and you're like, oh, that was weird. But shit like this that happens to a kid that's like 9 to 11 years old, that kind of sticks with you for the rest right. of your fucking life. Right. And these, you know, in this interview bullshit, this happens, I, I can't remember if it's once a year or once every six months or so, yeah. or just whenever they call you in, but it happens more than just once. More, more than, than just once or more twice. <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's usually at least annually once a year from like 13 to, to 18, you get asked these questions. And we, we laugh when, when the, uh, the pilot does it on airplane where he's talking about, do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> but we could see that for what it is. That's comedy. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we also realize that that's an old man trying to groom a kid for sexual assault. That's exactly what the fucking LDS church is doing. And they know it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do a goddamn they've thing just, to change they're it. Just, they're just institutionalizing it. Uh, it's Oh, it's okay. Cause it happened to me when I was younger. Nothing yeah. ever happened of it. Nothing bad came of it. Are you so sure about that? Are you sure about that? Sure. <laughs> Jesus, man. Well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations. Westward the wagons. Across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this week. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the content that we put out. Or better yet, become a patron and don't miss anything. I put a lot of work in on that Patreon page. And for some weird reason, they flagged us as adult the other day. Which doesn't mind. I don't mind that so much. Uh, I'm not exactly looking for people to find us through Patreon. But, I mean, if you could, uh, if you want to support the show, please, by all means, go there. Just like we have the awesome people that support the show. We have Amber Mulvaney, George Bisson, Michael Stevens, Anwin Davies, Gary Gerfin, Kimberly Kellogg, Nathaniel Cavalona, Satan's Little Monkey, Stacey Startzel, Stephen Besley, and a new patron at this level, Celia Gray. Alan Firth, Corey Johnston, host of the Brainstorm Podcast and the Hardcore Skeptic, Darcy Bowman, Dave Lindop, Desire Lynn Ward, George Green, Lord Caitiff, Michael McKay Blair, Mike Bowman, Mike Yoakum, Mr. Bible Pants, Mr. Mahoney, Patrick Neary, Robert Levine, Rosabel Howden, Scott John Harrison, Stephen Evans, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Angelica Pearson, Fenno 3000, Stephen Andrus, Joseph, and our big boss of patrons, Andrew Medina. Andrew, let us know if you ever want to come on the show. You have earned it at that level, and you've been around for a couple of months now. Let us know. We really do appreciate all that you do to continue making the show. I mean, we make the show, but you make the show go. And uh, we're going to be getting a couple of new pieces of equipment pretty soon, so Felicia won't be obscured by her microphone anymore. (laughs) 
uh, from the bottoms of our vacant hearts and souls. Thank you so much for the love that you've shown. But before we wrap this up, I want to give a little shout out to the people that sent us a text message. I don't know who it was, but area code 716 said, Hey, I just want to thank you for what you do. I live in a very conservative area of New York, so hearing your stuff you talk about is nice. Uh, tons of comments on YouTube. You can go look at those there. Uh, we also had another email that came in from Chris who wanted to talk to us about a wonderful business opportunity that atheists can provide to a valuable service to theists who believe that the end times is near. And he says, As atheists, we can guarantee in the upcoming rapture that we will be left here on earth. Since those people collected in the rapture, many of which will be pet owners since heaven is a pet-free zone. I don't know. There was that movie that Don Bluth made where all the dogs went to heaven. You could be wrong on this one, Chris. Anyway, who's going to look after all your pets? We atheists can offer an after-rapture pet service for which norm uh, nominal monthly fee we will ensure your pets are looked after. Theists avoid the last-minute pre-rapture panic and sign up today with post-rapture pet service. Regards, Chris. P.S. This should give the atheists a giggle or two. Hopefully some people out there really appreciated that. We did get a couple of new reviews that came in, which is great. However, one of them was a five-star, and another one was a one-star. So I could really use some help out there, people, especially international listeners. Go out and give us a review on iTunes, wherever you are. The one that we got that was a five-star came from Jeff the Bean that says, Great listen. I've been listening for a hot minute and have really enjoyed the show. Plenty of swearing, irreverence, and butt stuff talk to keep you on your toes while covering some current events. And then the other person, which is looks like a made-up user ID, because how the fuck could anybody remember this is their Apple ID? It's L-R-M-O-B-F-H-H-S-B-A-D... Oh, fuck, this is just too much stuff here. It says, Boring Babble was the title of it, and review says... Read through description of the th show and thought it was something I could connect with. Ends up being three people who ramble incoherently. Motherfucker, I spend a lot of time, effort, and money on my sound quality. You should be able to coherently hear us. Maybe that wasn't a dig on sound quality? I don't know. We talk. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck else you want from me, man. Uh, let's see. What else do we have out there? Nope, that's all we got. So I need to remind you folks that if you don't have the ability to share your love with the show via Patreon, which we love people that do that, but we, it is not necessary, there are multiple methods which you can do to show your support. Find us on YouTube and subscribe there. Leave us a review, please, that, to balance out that shitty one-star review about babbling. Uh, and just Or just shoot us an email or text. We read those out on the air. This show would be garbage without our listeners. And with that, it's time to bring episode number 213 to a close. And remember, everyone... You're welcome. message, every comment ever made by trolls will retroactively be given a tag with the author's name, location, and full internet history. Fuck. It's time once again 
for comments from trolls. And this week, we've got one that starts us off from a guy by the name of Robert Linton, who says... <laughs> well, this this had to do with the uh, Kent Hovind talking about broccoli mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how God created that and man didn't create that kind of thing. Yeah, anyway, yeah. You guys are not armchair scientists. You might have forgot a couple of words in that sentence there, buddy. You guys are not armchair scientists. Armchair, armchair scientists? Hmm, maybe. Uh, more like armchair idiots. Oh, damn! Where's oh. my Where's my air horn? Where's my fucking boom star? <laughs> <laughs> well, he got us there. Oh, That's... man, fucking owned. Uh, we better just quit doing this whole thing, Kyle. We just need to stop. This is not going to happen anymore. Sorry, guys. We oh, must. Blood. We must. I'm not a believer in God. Hence, it's not a reason for my position. Okay. Are you front-loading? It sounds like he's trying to front-load there. He's, he's like, I'm he's an atheist like you. Uh, so don't mm -hmm. think that's my position here. So, okay. All right. You three started out attack Kent's degree, which doesn't necessarily indicate a person's academic abilities. Okay, well... Hard disagree. <laughs> it does. It does demonstrate somebody's academic ability, provided... That degree is from an actual academic institution, mm -hmm. which his is not. His is from some upstate Bible church. Oh no, it's a it's a out of a like shed kind of Bible institution thing where yeah, I used to know the name of it. I don't fucking care to remember all these details sometimes. So fuck me yeah. for not knowing Kent Heaven's Kent Hoven's pedigree here. Mm -hmm. However. I want you to realize, Mr. Robert Linton, if you're an atheist, that you are in the position of defending Kent Hovind. <laughs> that's not a position that... Well, first off, that's not a position that anybody should ever find themselves in. That is... That, that's... It's like trying to defend <laughs> the Alamo. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a clusterfuck of the, be the biggest order. Uh, yeah. Let's see. We're not armchair scientists. None of us ever claim to be. If you no. watch the you watch the intro thing, we have people just ripping us uh, every fucking week. Like, oh, you guys are idiots. And yeah, we get that already. We we. Okay, what else you got? It's like this is an entertainment channel. This is an entertainment <laughs> show. Everybody's like, why do you always rip on the Christians and all the other stuff? Like, because people need this kind of comedy. They need to fucking blow off some steam, and we help them sometimes do that. <laughs> All right, he says, I've seen Ivy School graduate that are idiots and lesser school grads who run circles around them. Okay, yeah. Robert, I, I do not have my bachelor's degree. However, I am in one of the top echelon positions in a company that I work for. The education doesn't mean a fucking thing when it comes to uh, aptitude and being able to handle certain workloads and stuff. It doesn't mean anything. It has to do with People's attitude towards things has to do with how willing mm -hmm. they are to work on things, how willing they are to learn things. Mm -hmm. Getting an academic degree says that, yes, you're willing to work your ass off towards something and have a goal. It means that you are learned in that specific field. If I don't think I don't think Robert even understands, like, how degrees work. Like, in order for... No, Kent, it doesn't sound like that. For Kent Hovind, if he was a doctor, he would mm -hmm. have to first have finished a bachelor's in that field of study... Yeah, and moved then a master's. A, moved into a graduate school, which would be mm -hmm. master's degree, which would further refine what he was learning at that in that subject. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the the about the only thing I could think of that might circumvent this whole thing that I'm bringing up here is that 
people can get masters in business administration with only with having degrees that are not business degrees. So yeah, yeah, that's that's possible. I mean, you can you can go into grad you can go into graduate school in a in a field that's not uh, related to your bachelor's. That's not related to your to your bachelor's. But however, to go from masters to doctorate, mm-hmm. that means you are laser focusing what you were studying for masters yeah. into something else. So. He would have to be actually pretty learned about whatever science that he claimed to have been taught or mm-hmm. knows about. And he doesn't know a fucking mm-hmm. thing. He was talking about broccoli being something. How did that come to be? Because humans in- <laughs> intervened in it. We made broccoli the way it is. But yet, no, go ahead and defend him. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> Good job, Robert. And yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Yes. Uh Having having a, an an accredited degree does not necessarily make you an an incredibly an intelligent person. Uh, it means you could do the work. It means you were able to complete the program, but that doesn't really say anything about your actual intellect or ability to think critically about anything. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, and the next one that we have up here is from Victoria Johnson. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that Victoria is a female, uh, because usually that's a female name. And this happened to be on the video that we did for telling uh, um, Dave Silverman to go away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he made a really fucking half-assed an apology. He tried. It was more of a a quarter-ass. I mean, there really wasn't much there. So Victoria says, I thought it was the Christians who had an inflated sense of righteousness. Um, okay, let me hey. finish this off. Let me finish this off and then we'll talk about okay. that. Uh, yes, let's attack one of our own. There's strike number two. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't measure up to your moral code. Okay. Okay. My moral code if rape or sexual assault <laughs> is to be hands dusted off, be like, you know, I'm okay with that. He's still doing a great job for us atheists out there in the world. No, <laughs> get no. the fuck out of here. That's like one of the cutoffs. That's one of the few things that makes me go, okay, I am absolutely not paying attention yeah. to anything this person says ever again because mm-hmm. sexual assault and, and or rape. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah. He doesn't live up to our moral code. Our moral code includes holding everyone accountable for their own actions. Yeah, don't don't get it fucking twisted. I'm not Ta-da. going after Dave Silverman just because he's Dave Silverman of American Atheists. I'm going after somebody that had our support mm-hmm. and then managed to fucking bungle that whole thing up by getting yeah. stuck in their own fucking ego. Mm-hmm. If my old man decided at some point that he wanted to sexually assault somebody... I'd cut them out of my life as well. It doesn't yeah. mean that I'm going to give somebody a pass just because they happen to be famous. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, 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 no passes. No, no passes. And that's, that's kind of that's that's the way this works. What Victoria is trying to say here. Let's attack one of our own. I'm attacking him because he assaulted somebody. Right. End of story. Right. And everybody's Which, like, well, he hasn't been tried in court for it. And it's like. It doesn't fucking matter. This is not a matter. criminal proceeding. This is a cult of... Not cult. I, <laughs> ooh, I almost made a fucking ooh. Freudian slip there. This is a court, court of public, of public, yeah, opinion. Court of public yes. opinion. I personally won't have anything to fucking do with the guy anymore. 
No. I'm not stating to other people, hey, you shouldn't be talking to Dave Silverman. You shouldn't be watching any of his stuff. But I'm just going to remind you, someone said that he that he sexually assaulted her. Mm -hmm. And if that if that's cool with you, that's great. You can keep watching Dave Silverman. Just kindly escort yourself off our fucking channel. You know, don't come around and be like, yeah. well, I'm going to be, I'm a better atheist than you because I, I think Dave Silverman did some good stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to believe him over right. the person that's accusing him. It's like, yeah. Although, I mean, you will note that we never actually did say that he didn't ever do good stuff or that no. these, what he did do erases good things he did. Yeah. Don't get me it wrong. Does, his, it's his not a, are, <laughs> his book is still important that they're fighting. God is still a good book. Yeah, I mean, it's not a scale. It's not like, uh-oh, <laughs> you did bad, so now all of the good stuff doesn't count. Yeah, there's this, it, there's this uh, concept of, you know, uh, uh, separating an artist from their art, you know? Right. If if every, everybody in this fucking world has done mm -hmm. something that's either problematic or would get them in trouble with somebody else, H.P. Lovecraft, horrible fucking racist, and sometimes oh, it terrible, comes through in his writing, terrible. but he still wrote really good stories. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like... Heinlein. Heinlein was a fucking fascist apologist kind of guy. He mm -hmm. liked fascism. I still like Starship Troopers. I still yeah. like a, a, The Moon is a, a Harsh Mistress. I like the stories. I like good writing. It's, But the, some, at the same time, I'm going to go, yeah, this person was a shitty guy. I'm not going to be a huge fan of theirs, but I'm going to say I like this book. You know, because mm -hmm. you can like a book and you can like a picture and you can like a movie without having to support the person that made it. Right. You can separate it from their art. Anyway, fuck you, Victoria. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, there's my inflated sense of righteousness. Right. Guess what? We do have that inflated sense of righteousness. Guess what, Victoria? Mm. We're better than you. We've got more subscribers. That's how it works in this world, remember? <laughs> really, all it is is we're just being <laughs> fucking consistent. Yeah. Come up with anybody else that, that comes out with the same shit, and I'm going to do it as well. Hated yeah. Donald Trump for fucking ever because of the shit that he did in his past. You know, everybody's like, well, why don't you give him a chance? No, he had a chance in the 80s. He fucking abused his wife. <sighs> there's just so much other shit that people are just willing to hand wave away because they're like, okay, well, there's not definitive proof of, you know, this, there's no picture of him raping somebody or him sexually assaulting somebody. Therefore, I'm not yeah, going to if believe that's it, your, you know? If that's your standard, then I, how are you ever going to hold someone accountable for it? Yeah, my kid comes home from school and says somebody punched her in the mouth. I'm going to pretend to believe somebody assaulted my kid instead of just going, well, uh, let me see. Do you have a fat lip? No. Okay. You don't have a fat lip. It didn't happen. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. okay, let's work on fixing the problem. And the problem isn't that if the kid's lying or the other kid did something, it's the fucking violence that happens. That's what we're fucking mad about is that somebody that we thought was a person on our team that talked about feminism quite a bit in his mm -hmm. writings and talked about how important it is to the atheist movement to come and find out that he's a fucking someone that's willing to sexually assault somebody else because he thought it was okay because he was famous. Fuck that's, out of here with that. Yeah, you know? that's that's pretty much what it came what it came down to. And yeah, no, not okay. It's the same people that go, oh well, um uh, the reason I sexually assaulted her was because I had too much to drink. Fuck you. You know how much... doesn't matter how much alcohol I drink in one sitting. It's never going to turn me into a rapist. It's never going to turn me into a murderer. It's not going to... I'm yeah. not going to be the clothes-off naked guy dancing on a table when I drink too much kind of stuff. 
Well, I'll scratch you that can't... off the list. Uh, yeah. get crit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all depends what I'm drinking, but anyway, <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way. It's not going to cause somebody to sexually assault somebody. That's what's inside mm -hmm. you. The fame went to your head, yes, and you thought that you could get away with stuff like this because you were Dave fucking Silverman, American right. atheist. I've been on Fox News. Instead, you come to find out that, oh, you're not famous enough for that. And that's what the Me Too movement is showing a lot of people is that it doesn't matter how fucking famous you are or how famous you think you are. Your reckoning will come one day or another. 